What keeps people from knowing the Lord? Y'all, get your seatbelt on. Get it ready. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It is a love for the world in our heart. Let me read a scripture to you. Because this is something that the Lord had showed me uh, when I had been before him about these conditions. That, that we not have a misunderstanding about what we're saying. And uh, that we see clearly the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. This is 1 John 2 verse 15. Uh, this is in the NIV, but I'm also going to read this in the Amplified Classic because it, it kind of it makes it more clear. Now, y'all are familiar with this, but I want to just say it again. Now, listen to this with your spirit. In other words, we don't want to try to uh, strive about this. We just want to hear if the Lord is saying anything to us about this kind of thing. Do not love the world or anything in the world. So everybody sees that, right? Do not love the world or anything in the world. Now here's the next part. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Do y'all see that? Amen. Now see, if we love the world in our heart, we cannot love the Father. We cannot love God. Which is the first commandment, love God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and all of your strength. Now, see, when I read this, when the Lord gave this to me the other day, and for days since then, what I've been asking the Lord is, do I love the world? Do I have a love for the world in my heart? Lord, you know, we don't want to say, well, you know, well, I, well, I don't love the world. You ever, you ever see somebody, you say, uh, do you love the world? No, I don't love the world. And you see them loving the world all the time. Hmm. The last thing I want to do is, is put anything on anybody or put anybody under any uh, kind of undue, unnecessary stress or anything like that. Boy, I, I just wish we could hear this and receive it just and be washed by it and not get under anything because that's getting under something is not going not gonna to help us. We, we just want to listen to the Spirit and, and let the Spirit search our heart and convict us or either accuse or excuse our conscience, our heart. We can all agree with that, right? Amen. Now, let me say one thing here. See, this is the simplicity of the gospel right here. This is the whole purpose that Jesus came, was to deliver us from the world. Y'all, everybody see that? Now listen to this, verse 16. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of of his eyes in the boasting of what he has and does comes not from the Father, but from the world. The world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. Uh, I'm going to read that in the Amplified Bible. Classic. It's important. <laughs> Classic. Because it's different. All these newer translations 
they actually pervert the Word of God and malign the Word because they have incorporated the world influence into, into the Scriptures. It's hard enough to find one that, that's pretty accurate, but when they do that, it really messes stuff up. Uh, verse 15. Do not love or cherish the world or the things that are in the world. I like the way it says that. Yeah. And I like the way the Amplified Classic says things a lot of times because it confirms what the, what the Spirit has been saying to me about, about the Word. If anyone loves the world, now, now this, this, listen to this, this, it says this a little different and I kind of like the way it says it. It says, love for the Father is not in him. Isn't that a good way to say that? Mm -hmm. Love for the Father is not in him. It's a little more direct. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, uh, craving for sensual gratification, and the lust of the eyes, greedy longings of the mind, and the pride of life, assurance in one's own resources or in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world. And the world passes away and disappears, and with it the forbidden cravings, the passionate desires, the lust of it. But he who does the will of God and carries out his purposes in his life abides, remains forever. Okay, so the will of God. What is the will of God? Well, we say this a lot of times, we say believe. But really, what does believe mean? It means that you have come out of the world into Christ Jesus, which is what faith is. Because the world is in opposition to everything that God is. I've never seen this so clear as I have the last couple of days because you'll find yourself uh, kind of in a travail or a, a need to know and understand something. And the Lord will just open up stuff to you. If you, if, you know, like it says about faith, that uh, must first believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of those that earnestly and diligently seek him. You can get really strong about this, but that, that's not really what we're looking to do. We, we just want to present the word with clarity so that everybody has an opportunity to hear from the Lord and to see these things in their spirit from him so that they can uh, do the will of God. Amen. I feel like I'm being a little hard tonight. <laughs> but I hope it's not coming across that way because I sure don't mean mean it that way you know that that word can come can kind of be a little bit seemingly kind of hard but but it's really not because that's where the freedom the liberty and the freedom is in the receiving of the truth because it sets us free it would be worthwhile for us from a, an attitude of sincerity and honesty to ask the Lord to show us if we have a love for the world in our heart. That's a valid question. Wouldn't it be? Sure. Absolutely.
because of the importance of that. Because if we do, then we cannot have a love for the Father in our heart. We remember the first commandment is love God with all of your heart and all of your mind and all of your soul and all of your strength. In other words, your whole being. Let me share something with y'all the Lord has been showing me for quite some time about. And it has been giving me greater understanding about it over a period of time. And I know that it's going to even get clearer still. But it, everybody's familiar with uh, the Israelites coming out of Egypt, you know, where they're enslaved. And, and he sent Moses, which we know is a type of the law, to deliver the people out of Egypt. And they crossed the Red Sea. They were baptized into Moses. And when they went into the wilderness, the Holy Spirit was with them and Christ was with them, right? Isn't that what he said? The rock, they drank from the rock, which was Christ. They received manna from heaven and the Holy Spirit's presence was with them. They had everything there with them and it, it was all external. Yeah. The reason I'm saying this is that we can begin to see where people really are. You know, there was uh, miracles. You know, they, they experienced miracles and, and uh, uh, manna from heaven and all that kind of thing. But see, this is the process. The wilderness is to get the world out of our heart because we cannot live in the kingdom of God with the world in our heart. Based on what I was just sharing earlier, that's probably a little more clear mm-hmm. about that. See, we don't bring the world into the promised land. We have to let go of the world before we can enter in. Because in the promised land, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. Now, and I'm talking spiritual now. Comes to dwell in us so that we can overcome and walk in an overcoming way. The giants. Put to death the misdeeds of the body because Christ dwells in us. We are no longer our own. We have died with him and we have been resurrected in newness of life. See, that's the baptism of the Jordan, mm-hmm. a new creation. Uh, we, have, we have endured the wilderness and we have been faithful and we have let go of the world in our heart. By fa- and this is, this is aspects of faith, by receiving the word and it brings us to a place to where we enter in to the kingdom of God. And that's where we actually are a witness. We can see our walk is, is exactly like that. Mm-hmm. It's a parallel to that journey right there. And uh, there's a lot of people in the wilderness, by the way, mm-hmm. that think that they're in the kingdom of God, but they're really in the wilderness because they're still dealing with giving up the world in their hearts. Amen. The word by the Spirit is is a glorious thing. It doesn't matter, you know, if we think it's the law or we think it's fact or any of that. None of that really matters because if we're if our heart is open, then the word, whatever it is, it's going to accomplish whatever it needs to accomplish in us. We don't have to try to figure it out or, or think, you know, well maybe I got that already or this kind of thing. We just listen and receive it and then let it do in us what it needs to do. That's an aspect of faith. Well, the person is 
outside of the kingdom or inside of the kingdom, depending on whatever it is the Lord's saying to them. How they receive it is going to be what they get. If someone is walking according to righteousness and therefore faith and, and a word of the law comes, they're not going to get up under the law. They're going to rejoice in it if it's the pure law because they recognize it as being the word of God. If a person is outside of the kingdom of God and, and they, they need to be uh, repentant of sin and the word of the law comes and their heart is open and they're receptive to what the Lord wants to do, they have a need, uh, they're crying out to the Lord, and that word washes them clean, they're going to rejoice because they've received the word. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. and, the, and the people who are able to walk from the standpoint of this thing of judgment on the earth are constantly receiving the word and, and it's constantly cleansing and bearing witness and, and uh, bringing about greater righteousness and faith. It doesn't matter whether or not you are inside or outside the kingdom of God. What matters is how you receive the word. Yeah. And it has to, do, and that has to do purely with faith and humility and submission and openness to the Lord. You know, there's a scripture that says the measure you use will be measured to you. That's right. So that that's really a pretty important thing. Um, just keep receiving the word, because trying to figure it out, all you're going to do is just be all condemned and under a bunch of false condemnation or whatever. It it just bog you down. You see, we're not preaching abstention or some sort of outward cleanliness or outward perfection because the Lord is bringing us to a place as, as he sets us free and, and we begin to see things the way he sees it and we get free from encumbrances and, and things that we can be in any situation, mm -hmm. any, and not be affected by it. Right. See, that doesn't happen day one. I, I understand that. But it's not a matter of, of not being near or in things or, or close, that kind of thing. Uh, or for instance, like, you know, somebody that's not free from religion probably has to get away from it. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be away from something for a little period of time until you can gain a little strength to be able to, to be around it and not be affected by it. But just abstention on itself will not do the work in you. Y'all are familiar with uh, the faith thing in, in uh, Hebrews 11. I'm going to read it. Uh, verse 6, it said, And without faith it is impossible to please God. So the only way to please God is with faith. That'd be an accurate statement, right? Amen. Because anyone who comes to him must first believe that he exists. Now, see, most people today really do not believe God exists. I mean, they, they have a mental concept, but in their heart, they don't really believe that he exists. If they did, their, their life would be a lot different than what it is. And then it says, because anyone who comes to him, now, now do you see that? Comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Uh, I think it's in uh, Amplified Classic. It just kind of opens it up a little bit more. Uh, but without faith, it is impossible to please God and be satisfactory to him. 
For whoever would come near to God must necessarily believe that God exists and that he is the rewarder. That word right there is pretty important. He is a rewarder of those who earnestly and diligently seek him. This goes against all of religion. Yeah. If the understanding of this, it counters and goes against the grain of everything that exists today. Because everything that we have ever heard before is all about being someplace of position or rival with God and not about earnestly seek Him to know and to understand Him. Because He rewards that. Because that is faith. Now, to do that, a person must let go of everything else and turn to Him fully and totally to be able to receive what He has to say. See, faith, and, and we know that faith comes from hearing. And, and that's, that's what the message or the gospel must be preached for people to be able to come to the Lord. If the message or the gospel or the good news is not preached, then people don't have a chance. And so what we see today being shared and preached is not the gospel. It's legalism, traditions of men, uh, doctrines of demons, form, you know, do this, don't do that, that kind of thing. But we are preaching the gospel which says that a man must deny himself if anyone would come after me, Jesus said, he must deny himself, take up his cross, which is faith. It's just, that's the separation from the world. That is turning from everything else but him and follow him. And then he says that anybody that saves his life in this world is going to lose it. But anybody who loses his life is going to find it. That's the gospel. That's what we preach. That is the gospel of Jesus Christ right there. Because he came and did that so that we could actually do that also, following in it.